you start to pray together and you realize, you know, we may not have these things in agreement. Um, and they're important. They're not unimportant, but they're not more important than the ultimate mission of, of kids finding out who Jesus is. Yep. So I'm seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing we had 80 middle schoolers show up to share the gospel with their friends and to be trained how to share the gospel with their friends. I, I would have said it, it, that that can't happen, but it's happening. Working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Yes. Welcome formally to the First Party Podcast. Oops. What's up? <laughs> it's a different day in the podcast world. It is a different day in the podcast world because we have three of us sitting around the table. And I won't talk how long it took me to get another microphone in the room, but... Like 14 I'm, seconds. I'm glad I'm glad we're all here today. Stop, yeah, stop. welcome. Everybody worship Brad. Why Brad's don't you... amazing. Why don't you <laughs> transition to introducing our guests today? Well, first, thanks to all of you that are jumping back on the podcast. We're glad to be here today. We have David North, who is one of our new directors out of East Tennessee. David came in town for a concert with his beautiful bride and has decided to come here today and just have a discussion with us. That's awesome. David, welcome. Thank you. Good so, to be here. So glad you're here, man. Uh, Brad, I think you've got some announcements for us today. What do you got going on? Well, uh, the usual, I oh. will just say that. Uh, we are getting students to sign up for the scholarship. So super excited about the scholarship again, $500 scholarship uh, for college students. So you've gotten some You've gotten some in. We've gotten some in. Sweet. They are rolling. So uh, thank you to all who are promoting that, getting that out there. Uh, keep them coming. You have till April, what did we say, 1st? Uh, I think you said 15th. I think you... We'd, we talked about this before. Did Let's we? go back to Sorry, the edits. Buddy. We'll go to April 1st. That's then. tax day. Let's do April 1st. Yeah. That'd I think it's great. April 1st. Okay. Read the website. Firstparty.club slash scholarship. We'll have the accurate information. David will look it up for us afterwards and comment wherever he wants to, because he's a social media pro. Detail yeah, that's, management. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, what else? The other one is uh, spring meetings. Nashville, May 1 and 2. And uh, we will be in Tampa the following May 8 and 9, that Monday, too. Those are Monday, Tuesdays, noon to noon. Um, registration is coming, so save those dates and be out there for your district staff. Um, we booked your um, location in Arkansas. We've got a cabin out in Arkansas. It's kind of centrally located, so we can all drive in. Arkansas surrounds Texas, Missouri, and Tennessee, which is where we all are right now. So we're yeah. going to meet in the middle. Great. And, uh, yeah, we're super excited about June 12 to 15, 16. I'm yeah. excited about it's all that week. Of it's, it's that, that week. week. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So those are blowing and going. And I'll, I'll put a little dash in the midst of what you just said. I yeah. was going to ask about the district meetings. One of the things that those of you who are in chapters, we want to remind you is everything good that's ever been in national comes from local. Yes. And so having the district meeting after the chapter meeting is actually on purpose. Yep. It's the idea of really hearing the conversations, which there are just two of this year, not four. And taking that information and moving it into the district conversation. So yep. those of you that are on a chapter level, sometimes because we talk so much about districts right now because they're the big new launches and we haven't had a chapter launch in the last 18 months or yep. so, right? Yep. So the reality of that is we don't want you to get lost in that. We want you to know without your work, there are things that miss out on the district level. But because of your work, we're there. Yep. Well, and, and to be to, to, to tell you the hair that was split in order to, to divide the meetings... It's they're all in on traction. They're running level 10 meetings. We have a very specific um, annual meeting that that process holds. And we know that chapters just don't do that. They're not in that place. And so it wouldn't be as productive for the chapters to be in that same meeting. Good word. um, 
with the districts and walking through that traction process. So um, we're going to hold true. We are going to implement a little bit of it. That makes sense for the chapters. Yeah. Um, but then as, yeah, I know some of the chapters are going to jump in and, and begin implementing that um, with and without us. And so we can have those conversations about what happens with this spring meeting, because it is it's all about evaluation and setting goals for the next year, whether you're a chapter or a district. So those two principles hold true uh, along with relationship. We want to build relationship with everybody. So. Yeah, it's good. Very and good. And if you got to go build a bigger lake house in order to house us all once we're down the road. Can I build a big lake house? You can. Thank I give you, you permission. In mm -hmm. Nashville? Wherever you'd like. I must be hitting the lotto. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about uh, what's going on across the country, shall we? Let's do it. A little story time. Story time with Steve. Always grateful for the love from Brad. Story time with so Steve. So David brought his goldfish along to listen in on the story. <laughs> you got your blanket. You got, got everything you need. apple juice. I'm good to go. Yes. <laughs> So, we, you know, one of the things that we get on a regular basis is the emails mm -hmm. from all the different local chapters talking about what's going on as well as the districts. And yeah. uh, one of our chapters that it just continues to blow and go in their 25th year is South Florida. Yeah. And so they threw out a story. Uh, those of you who listen to the podcast, watch the vidcast are aware that there was a moment we talked, and I'm going to say somewhere November-ish, okay. maybe October-ish sure. on the podcast. That Chris Lane admitted to us, hey, we've got this many as our goal. Yeah. And we really only launched about 50%. Mm -hmm. And there were some things that we needed to see or that we needed to do better at the end of this school year to prepare for the next school year. Yep. Great information, great learning. Yep. Well, out of that came a story this past week from Everglades Prep Academy. Okay. All of us are in the business of building networks. Yep. All of us are working through that on a regular basis, the networks that support the club. And out of Everglades comes this school that was supposed to relaunch post-COVID and didn't. And they're trying to figure out how to relaunch it. It's one of many they were. And what you find is that there wasn't a faculty sponsor available anymore. And you find there weren't any students that they could really find. And so Mike Galt, who leads Miami and leads the group that's around Everglades, just began to start to rebuild the networks. And so Mike's having a meeting with a local campus coach and they begin to talk about the burden for the school. And they're like, yeah, how do we get this thing back on? And lo and behold, the faculty sponsor shows up at the Panera they're at. Nice. And just happens to be there when they're there. Yep. Nice conversation. She had already said, hey, I, I can't do it. Yep. So they begin to pray. They begin to think. She leaves. She walks back in and says, I loved it pre-COVID. I'm going to love it again. I don't mm. know how I'm going to do it, but let's do it. <laughs> I love it. So immediately they've got the faculty sponsor because of the happenstance meeting yep. to have a discussion about Everglades, yep. Yep. right? And then they start to do the business that we're in, which is they're serving local churches. And they end up at a local church plant and they begin to tell the story. And all of a sudden there's students that are actually at Everglades. Yeah. It was not planned yep. that they were going to look for Everglades. It was just part of the process, yep. right? They were just doing what we do. Yep. So now we got students. So they That's get awesome. the club ready to launch again. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of that, they are finding student leaders that were never connected on a club level that were already in the school. Hmm. And so these leaders are rising up out and over. So all of a sudden they've got this high performing club yep. that is that is doing so well that they want to talk about it. Yep. They're 200. They want to talk about it on the newsletter. And yet it was one of those that didn't launch. Yeah. It was one of those that struggled with launching back into club life. Yep. So that, that's just a celebration moment where it's our job in a lot of ways is to do and be who we are yep. and to do the process well and be the people that are going to support the local church and then get out of God's way. Right. Yeah. 
right? Let, let Jesus who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Let God do all the things he does that are miraculous and yep. and cause a lot of wonder. Yeah. And and then we get to tell the story and, and, and get to partake in the glory, yep. which is super fun. Well, the, yeah. So the Bible talks about being steadfast, right? Mm. And walking the journey, not getting caught up. Not getting discouraged, but being steadfast and being persistent, carrying on, running the race, right? And it is God in his character and his timing that's like, okay, God, you've got this, reassuring us of, you know, he's in control. We just need to be steadfast and uh, be mature in that, right? Steadfastness is, is a sign of maturity. So, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, you and I talk a lot about uh, uh, what you— um, inspect, yeah, right. What you inspect, then you understand better. And there's a better way to say that. Somebody says it better. But when we inspect clubs, yep, we want to see our kids coming to Christ, right? Mm-hmm, or we mm-hmm. want to see our students actually leading. Why? Because we're trying to lead kids to the hope of Christ. We're trying to grace gospel leaders, right? Yep. And I wonder if that's not a good thing for us to do. Hey, do we have locally a story or two like what we just talked about? Yeah. And if we don't then is it because we've grabbed too tightly onto the process? Yep. Right? We're going to be A to Z, period. That's the process. And yeah. we're, we forgot to include God in the midst <laughs> right. of it, right? Yeah. We're just good at what we do. Yeah. So one of the things that was a good question for me out of First Party Nashville was, man, that's a great story. Do I have one of those right now? Hmm. And if I don't, which we have two, thankfully, yeah. that I can think of quickly. But if yep. I didn't, yep. man, I need, I need to look in the mirror and ask myself on a director side, is this only under my abilities? Hmm. Am I just doing Mm -hmm. this because I'm good at relationships? Yeah, it's good. Right? Yeah. So anyway. I like it. Somebody's going to comment on the the podcast. Hey, that's actually how you make that statement, the inspect statement. I'm sure you know it, but Mm -hmm. anyway. That's good. It's a good moment. It's good. All right. So we got David North listening to all this fun stuff. Right. David, tell us a little bit of who you are, where you are, what you are. I'm a father. I'm a husband. Um, Three kids. I'm in East Tennessee leading what we call the... First Congressional District, Tennessee, one. Um, came to first priority back in May, and I think you might have some questions about that. Yep. Um, tell us tell us one or two things about you that are outside of first party life. What do you enjoy? What do you do? Who are you? I'm up here because of music okay. uh, in Nashville. I'm a musician at heart. Uh, it's always been something. My dad's a musician, so it's always been part of the family, uh, part of what we do. And uh, so I actually came up to Nashville last night, Music City. Real nice. Close. Yeah. Uh, actually, Bridgeport Arena. Is that, is that a place? Bridgestone. Bridgestone. Yeah. Bridgestone mm-hmm. Arena is where the concert was. Yeah. But good concert. And uh, we were up here for that and thought I'd join you guys for the podcast. So Nice. That's great. Very, very good. Well, let's jump in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you have been a district director for just under a year. Mm-hmm. How do you even come to know first priority like how did you get connected to just the idea of being part of the first priority team it's kind of crazy um i was shutting down a medical business that i'd run for two years with uh, covid and a lot of other things it it just became clear that was not going to be the path forward so i was in the process of shutting down the medical business that i'd started and looking for something else uh, which had become kind of a familiar thing with me over the last uh, probably 10 12 years Mm -hmm. um, of a pattern of Feeling like God was calling me to do something, looking for it, not finding it, and then going right back to uh, fishing, as it were. Right, Peter? Sure. Uh, going back to the boat. But uh, about May, this was the kind of crazy the way this happened. You might be familiar with John Eldridge, 
the author, mm-hmm. uh, Wild at Heart. He wrote a book, The Way of the Wild at Heart. And it goes through the stages of a man's life, beloved son, cowboy, warrior, lover, king, sage. And kind of gives you a, a, a scale for at this age, I ought to be at this stage, roughly, hmm. right? At the age I'm at, uh, king was supposed to be the stage. And what does that look like? That looks like you're leading something because mm-hmm. God's taking you through some things, giving yeah. you some experiences. So you, you, at this point, you should be leading something. I had, I didn't want to lead anything yeah. um, for a long time. I didn't want the extra headache. I didn't want the responsibility. Um, I was the guy with the bag in sales. It was like, let the other guys be the manager. Um, but it became more of a responsibility mm-hmm. uh, to me of thinking, okay, if this is what the Lord's put in, he wants to get this out somewhere. Maybe I need to look at this. So LinkedIn, we're all familiar with. I started looking differently than I had looked in the past. And uh, it's probably the 3,000th search I had done. And that's that's not an exaggeration. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those days where I was just exasperated, like, what in the world? God, I'm praying. I'm asking. I'm looking everywhere. I'll do anything. You know that. I'm you know, applying outside of ministry. Everything was outside of ministry. Most everything. So I just threw everything I had done over the last 20-plus years of my career and everything that was into my heart in the search field. Mm. And I thought, let's see what this does. And I hit enter, and I'm not making this up because we're being recorded and somebody would find out. (laughs) The first thing that popped up was district director, first priority of America. Hmm. And I thought, what is that, a Sounds like an insurance company. You know? It's a bank. <laughs> it is. It's a bank. And I had just interviewed with an insurance company. I was like, I don't want to do that. So, But I looked in the description, and this is where it, it starts to get crazy. If you looked at my past in terms of experiences and careers and everything, looking at it now, I can see it. Looking at it last May, I still couldn't. Uh, that God doesn't waste anything. Yeah. Every experience I had been through it was almost comical. I thought somebody's hacked my computer uh, because I looked in the description of what First Priority was looking for in a district director, and it had the five key groups that they need to you needed to be connected to, which would take an odd background to have captured all five. But my background did cover all five, and then the paragraph ended with, and it would be helpful if they had a background in sales. And I, <laughs> my background was in sales. I felt called somehow to ministry my whole life, but my 20-plus year of back, background experience was in sales. Mm. And I said, this, this is crazy. There's, there's no way. Um, <laughs> so I you know, went to the next step yep. and uh, wrote a little short cover letter, I guess, to Christina, yep. um, who, who was our uh, very uh, skilled person in HR at wading through these kinds of things. Yep. And one thing led to another, as they say, and here we are. Nice. So, Love it. All right. So we know how you got here, right? Tell us about the first 90 days of the fire hose and you are just drinking from the fountain. Walk us through that. What what was going on in your mind as you were like, okay, now I'm in the midst of this? Well, having worked at a number of large companies, I'm very familiar with onboarding processes, mm-hmm. right? And you just get through it. Uh they're a, they're a headache. There's a lot of just, you know, where's what I need? The first steps is just just show me the bucket that's got the right label on it, and I can dig through it later. Uh, so assimilation, right? I'm trying to figure out who do I talk to, what's the – and the crazy thing was the more – and it probably took me six weeks to figure out there's more than one first priority. 
Mm. Um, there's more than one version of it. You've got independent chapters all over the country. Uh, actually, when I got hired, I thought I was one of probably 150 directors working for this central organization. I nice. found out nice. I was one of two. <laughs> uh, you know, there you I was go. Like, whoa! Uh, you know, no chance to hide here for very long. So, uh, and figure it out. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but going through the process of figuring out what is first priority, mission, vision, all those things, that, that took a little bit to, yeah. to get my arms around and, and figure out what was going on. I remember uh, three things distinctly. In doing my own research, a statistic pops up, and I think at the time it was 18,000 students saved in 18 months or 20,000 in 24 months, something like that. And I went, no way. That's uh, that can't be right. That can't be right. I've been fairly involved in youth culture. I have uh, kids of my own. I helped start a Christian school. If something was out there where there were this many kids being saved, I would know about it. Yeah. yeah. Further, the fact that it started in my backyard, you would think I would know about it. Mm-hmm. Somehow, first priority, when I hit that enter on search field, that's the first time I'd ever heard hmm. of first priority. Wow. So bit of a shocker, you know, that that that's going on around the country. The other two things, for those of you who do that, he said three. I'm counting to make sure there's three. (laughs) The other two things are, there's two things that I said would never work based on past experience and and growing up in the church, um, in a minister's family, being in ministry, uh, full-time, part-time, lay, you know, lay person, everything. Uh, Two of the key pillars of first priority, I said, these two things will never work. One was part of the mission, vision, uniting the local church for a common purpose. I thought mm-hmm. that that's, you know, you'll, it'll probably be a mostly Catholic or Methodist or Baptist thing. You're, you're not going to have any luck uniting the local church to yep. do anything. Yep. Um, the second thing I would have said is, wait a minute, you're not going to get kids to show up earlier to school than they already are to preach to their friends. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, y'all heard me say it. It's happening. It's happening. I'm seeing it happen. There you go. I'm seeing uh, youth pastors and pastors and lay people sit around a table from all different denominations at different churches, very close to each other in a small community. You know, you would think they would all know each other. Yep. And you find you're introducing people to each other. Yeah. And they look at each other for a little while, kind of like, what's this guy all about? There's a little bit of suspicion. We know Mm -hmm. that. I've got those suspicions myself being a Bible guy, theology guy. You wade through that. You start to pray together, and you realize, you know, we may not have these things in agreement, um, and they're important. They're not unimportant, but they're not more important than the ultimate mission of, of kids finding out who Jesus is. Yep. So I'm seeing that happen, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing we had 80 middle schoolers show up at 6.40 in the morning. Keep in mind they're middle schoolers, so their parents, they had to talk their parents into getting up earlier. Yep. 6.40 in the morning to share the gospel with their friends and to be trained how to share the gospel with their friends. I, I would have said it, it, that, that can't happen, but it's happening. So That's those awesome. have been yeah, <laughs> three amazing things that, uh, that first priority showed me. I love it. Now I'm going to set you up a little bit. Okay. okay. So I'm going to throw you a softball because we are close and we work together around Tennessee one. Now, yeah, there you go. Are you a lefty? I didn't know you were I'm softball. a lefty. I'm a lefty? totally a lefty. Look at you. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Your hands need to be in a little more, by the way. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Sure, you pause and you can head to the National Baseball Association. Yeah, we'll help you later. Yeah. Uh, so the reality is, and we talk about this a lot locally, if it, what we do is territory work, 
we, we are trying to take territories back from the enemy. Mm-hmm. We, we know he goes to and fro. We know all that, but we know God's already won this, right? Mm-hmm. And so what, what are some moments you had where, and you don't need to get into specifics, but talk to us a little bit about some moments where you thought, man, I'm, I'm flat under attack. Yeah. Like this is just coming. Yeah. Um, one of the key areas, uh, that, actually the first area that I went into as both director and boots on the ground, we had to do a little bit of that because, you know, we need people. So you do a lot of jobs at the beginning. I asked two separate people at separate times, you know, uh, different jobs. Hey, what am I walking into here in this area? How would you characterize this, this area, this spiritual climate? Both of them use the exact same word, apathy. Hmm. Um, when when you have that kind of agreement from two people who don't know each other, didn't work this out beforehand, yep. and that's the word that comes to the surface to describe the area, you know you're dealing with something beyond uh, culture. You're dealing with something beyond uh, you know, what the financial barriers might be. You're yeah. dealing with a spiritual thing that's got to be fought. So when you say, say territory, uh, whose territory is it? And what are we up against? That was a time that I knew right off the bat. Okay, this is going to be different than just spreadsheeting this thing out, and you know, yeah, and running the numbers. And yep. if we do this, this, and this, it equals this. Yep. You know, That's right? Not in kingdom work, not all mm-hmm. the time. So uh, that was a, a clear moment. But that clear moment came with the realization that guess what? God's already been working. Yeah. Uh, what is it, Romans? And I won't quote it exactly, but. These are good works prepared beforehand yep. that we should walk in them. And where, I've said this many times, where we feel like, because we feel like we're walking into something, we may be pioneering. Yeah. Um, the more I worked in that area, the more I saw that God had strategically for years been moving people into that area from all over the country mm-hmm. to deal with that spiritual climate of apathy. It's good. So uh, it, it, was, it, it came with you know, both the... Um, the realization of what we were up against, but then greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world, and that God was already at work. So that's um, that's the first thing that jumped into my head when you said, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's good. So we all, and again, Brad and I have discussed this before. If you listen to the podcast, you're going to be over this statement, but we all can't get enough. We all have mm-hmm. the moments when we're looking at social media or we get an email and it says, two kids never heard the gospel before mm-hmm. came to Christ. Six kids who have been churchgoers forever, but never realized it was their story, not their parents' story, came to Christ. Like, we all we can't get enough of that. Mm-hmm. I can't get enough of eternity because that's my home. Mm-hmm. So when I hear others are joining me in my home, good. I want everybody at the party that, that God is, right, that we have coming to the party. You mm-hmm. all with it, right? Yep. So those are the great celebration moments. What have been some little gifts that the Lord is—we we call them winks— Where has the Lord winked at you along the way in this process as you've learned over the last year to be this director and to lead a ministry that's, you know, got a lot? Yeah. One of the clubs, first clubs I attended, uh, was a brand new club, middle schoolers, uh, in a very remote rural area. So there's your your canvas for kind of what I was dealing with. Um, I've had one surprise after another out of that little club. The first week, you know, you're trying to get student leaders. Everybody's nervous. Everybody's self-conscious. Uh, the volunteer, you know, club coach, faculty sponsor, said somebody has to pray before we start. It's dead silent. Dead silent. You know, nobody's going to pray. And it got to the point the faculty sponsor, somebody's got to pray. Before, you know. And this is one of those many surprises. The smallest kid in the room mm-hmm. 
with a bad speech impediment, volunteered and prayed. There you go. And his most precious prayer, and he's prayed just about every week. He's become the prayer you know, nice. for, for the group. They, That's awesome. They point to him. But when we talk about student leaders and identifying leaders, I have seen more of the shepherd tending the sheep kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one last week, a, a teacher called me and said, hey, this student is going to lead a few weeks from now. I couldn't believe it because quiet, very yeah. quiet. And uh, we're not. she doesn't go to church anywhere. We're not even sure if she's saved. Should we just invite an adult to speak that week? I said, no, let's not do that. Let's let's use this as an opportunity. So I met with that student this week and uh, said, what we'll do is we'll see what her story is and then help her in telling her story. Yeah, and, good. you know, best case scenario, she's a believer and we're helping her craft yep. her story. Yep. Second best is she's not, but she finds that out in this process and two weeks from now, she's giving her testimony of coming to Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. So I met with this student and uh, unchurched, so you know you're dealing with that. And I said, listen, what is your, you know, little girl, probably probably sixth or seventh grade. I said, does the word testimony mean anything to you? Mm-hmm. She said, no. I said, well, it's a big church word that means your story of how you met Jesus. I said, that's your testimony. And I said, let me tell you mine. Okay, and it goes back to when I was seven, believe it or not. So mm-hmm. I told her briefly in seventh grader terms my story of meeting Jesus. Sure. And she listened. I said, now, do you have a story like that? She said, yes. I said, okay, tell me when you met Jesus. She said, it was when I lost my father. And, um, you know, I, I paused a minute and I said, I'm sorry, did your, did your dad pass away? She said, no. I said, oh, I'm sorry. Did your parents divorce? She said, no, he just left. Hmm. And uh, I said, do you want to share share about that? She said, no, I really don't want to talk about that part of it. I hmm. said, okay. I said, but that's when you met Jesus. She said, that's when I met Jesus. I said, well, that's for many of us when he becomes real Yeah, is in that dark place. I'll give you one more. Same, yeah, same club. One of the first weeks I went in, I noticed a little girl sitting at the back table with her head down, not down flat on the table, but just her head down, her mm-hmm. hair coming over mm-hmm. uh, into her eyes. And I thought, I'm going to go over and at least just let her know I see you, right? So I went over and patted her on the back and said, yeah, I'm glad you're here. Glad you're first priority. What's your name? And she told me her name and I said, that's a beautiful name. I love that name. And I really do. And her little face just brightened. I didn't think much more about it, but yep. I noticed at the end of the meeting, there's a little person standing there while everybody else is talking to me, walking out the door, and she's just looking up at me. I looked over at her, and she waved and went about her day. Hmm. Every club meeting that I've been to since, she makes a point. I can see her little head bobbing around back there. She wants to, to, me to know that she's there, and I yep. see her, and I wave at her, and she brightens up. Just before Christmas, I found out she was going to lead our, our meeting. She was going to speak. I said, I've got to be there for this. So, yeah. you know, bring donuts. And I went there, and she read her little lesson and just did it. So, so uh, it, was, it was beautiful. Uh, but at the end, everybody, it's right before Christmas. I didn't recognize her because she had on a little reindeer nose and ears. I guess they were, they were doing a play or whatever, so it took me a minute to recognize her. Uh, but just before everybody left for class again, there she is. She's standing there, and people are going out the door. And she said somewhat sheepishly, I didn't get you anything for Christmas. Hmm. 
And she said, but I made you something. And she handed me a piece of paper, and she'd drawn a little reindeer on it and put her name at the I almost cried on the spot. Right. <laughs> but she put her name at the top, and I said, that's going on my refrigerator. And it is on my refrigerator. But uh, you don't realize, you know, you think, good night. What are these kids going through that just yep. somebody looking at them, seeing them, and letting them know that they matter has that kind of an impact. That's right. Uh, so there's, you asked for one, I gave you three. No, but. that's great. So we're going to begin to land the plane. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I think would be most helpful is, David, as, as you know, even in hiring coordinators mm -hmm. um, and Brad's work across the country and Christina's work across mm -hmm. the country with chapters, helping them with their new hires as well as districts, right? We're all going through that because our, our staff is in flux often, okay? We often get people that grab this podcast mm -hmm. and listen to a couple back so that they can try to figure out do I fit this culture? Yeah. yeah. Right. Is, is, is this my people? Right. They don't they don't need to be somebody that's bought into it completely. But yep. do will, will I be seen, as you said so well? Right. Yeah. So I think one of the things that I'd love to hear from you is you're you're a year in. Mm -hmm. If you could say one thing to somebody who is considering becoming a campus coach, mm -hmm. considering, man, I might make this my new part time gig. I'm a full time youth pastor and yep. being a coordinator sounds great. Right. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in that layer or even somebody saying, look, I I'm called to this area and I got to call America because we need to start this. What would be one thing that you would say to them as they're thinking, mm -hmm. praying, listening to the Lord about it? Yeah. The one thing is God calling you to do it. Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, we talked about the job description that I I read mm -hmm. when I was looking, but I've never considered myself a, a, a youth guy, right? Yeah. An expert yeah. on youth culture or that, that even youth and I get each other that much. Mm. But the question was, was God calling me to do this? And if he is, he must know better than I do. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned student leaders. I've seen student leaders come to the top that you n never would have picked. Yep. Why? Because God called them. Yep. I've seen faculty sponsors. I've seen club coaches. Uh, you know, I was recently praying for a club coach for a specific club. I had a profile in my mind for what club coach looks like, and the club mm -hmm. was kind of quiet. And I thought we needed, we need somebody that's going to go in there with, you know, ha. Ah. Yeah. It's totally opposite of who God brought. Hmm. And I realized, okay, God knows better than I know. Maybe this group that I thought needed a hurrah needs, yeah, a comfort. You know. Yep. Uh, so that's that's the thing. Ask God. If God's calling you to it, don't worry about the details. First priority has people that will help you figure out where you'll fit and, and where you'll be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Just say yes. That's it, right. You know, that's that's the thing. You say yes and let God steer you to what that looks like. Nice. Nice. Well, thanks for joining us today. I uh, loved hearing your stories. Uh, I know I get to hear them a little bit more often, but to be able to share those with our audience, mm -hmm. uh, we're grateful for you being a part of our podcast today. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Thank you. Enjoyed Absolutely. it. Well, and I'll take the opportunity as well that if you are listening to this and like whether you come to Nashville for a concert or some other reason, uh, let us know you're coming because we want to hear your story as well because your story matters, not just David's, but as a part of the First Priority team, we'd love to have you on the podcast and be a part of this. So we'll make it work. And uh, yeah, if you're, if you're in town, reach out to us, Steve or Brad at fpofamerica.com, and uh, we'll, we'll put you on the calendar. Yeah, for our faithful listeners, thanks for being a part. We appreciate you like and sharing on your favorite app as you're listening to the podcast, and obviously want to hear your feedback along the way. If there are things you are dealing with on a local level that you think would be helpful on a national perspective, 
please feel free to comment so that we can make sure that we're dealing with that on the podcast. It's it's here not so we can have a discussion. It's here that so we can further the kingdom through first priority and its work. Again, David, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Steve, we'll see you next week. Till then.